So apparently, I haven't been paying attention to the numbers on the podcast as much as I should, and we are on the 39th episode, and next week is apparently the 38th episode of Talk and Drock with GMH. So firstly, I had no clue, so I am super excited for the 40th episode. I haven't planned anything specifically different than other episodes, but as always, there'll be an amazing interview out then next week. Um, So you are listening to the 39th episode of Talk and Rock with GMH. Just before we play the theme song, today you'll be hearing the alternate uh, theme song, which is sung by Jared Adams. I still do the instruments, but he uh, did vocals. I thought we'd try something new. So today you're hearing the alternate theme song on Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH. Thank you so much, uh, Jared Adams. He's a local Winnipeg singer-songwriter. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, Make sure to go check out Jared's music. So today, we're going to start off the episode in a little bit with sort of an advertisement. It's around 10 minutes with um, Jeremy Webb, also known as... Lil Yardy, who just released a new EP, which from the last time he was on the show um, till now, his new music is um, super awesome. Uh, So can't wait for you guys to hear that little short interview, his second time on the show. And then we're going to hear the main interview, which is an interview with the punk pop band uh, In Case We Crash. They've got some super awesome songs. But first, of course, we have to do the song of the week. Today's song is brought to you by Flower and Flower. You can find out more about them at www.flowerandflower.com or you can find them on Instagram at flowerandflowerwpg for more information. Thank you so much to Flower and Flower, which brings me to the song of the week, Wasting My Time by Default. So... If you haven't noticed, on the show, I like to pick songs for the song of the week that um, have... Some Some of them are, like, humongous hit songs. Some of them aren't necessarily um, the biggest songs. This is sort of in the middle. Uh, I'm pretty sure Default is from uh, Canada, and they sort of... They have like a post-grunge sound, but their singer is sort of like a country singer. So it actually sounds super cool and pretty heavy. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually really uh, like this song. They also have some other super cool songs. And I actually found them from from Spotify's fans also like page for, I think it was Thornley or something. So I stumbled across them. This is a super melodic song. I love their singer's voice. Um, It's sort of like... It, it's uh, the the guitars just sound uh, super awesome and blend in with like the drums and it's super heavy hitting. So highly recommend to check out the song. Thanks again for Flower and Flower. Uh, next, you're gonna hear a little uh, short interview slash advertisement for Lil Yardy's new uh, EP. 
trip inside your feelings, I believe it's called. Coming up next, only on. So, everybody, um, on the podcast now, I've actually started um, to start to organize some advertisements with, I guess, local artists talking about uh, their new music. And today we're back with uh, Jeremy Webb, also known as Lil Yardy, to talk about his new EP. Firstly, how have you been since the last time you were on the show? How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's, it's crazy to be working on new music and just doing what I got to do with everything in the, in the community. So I'm just happy to be, be back on and stuff, man. It's been good. Yeah. Well, the, the new EP is uh, pretty awesome. And I love how it definitely uh, sounds different than uh, the first EP. And I definitely think that in terms of uh, the music that you put out, in my opinion, I think it's definitely a step up. Um, could you tell me a little bit about how you recorded the CP? Because I heard that you did a lot of the recording actually on a cell phone. Absolutely, man. Uh, basically it all started with invested because I just made the song pretty much as like an Avenue 46 song. And then just as a pop punk song. Right. And then, um, I, I found a beat that I really liked that was free. Right. And it's just like, it really just like was meant to be like, it was like literally molded for the song. You know what I mean? And in just terms of how it sounded and I could, I had the whole song ready already without even, you know, just realizing it. So then I just started recording it and I got a little demo done and I put it out as like a little yardy demo on my, my Instagram a long time ago, like yeah. when I first did it. And I got like a good 200 views on it and lots of people messaged me and said it was really cool and different. And I got inspired to just fucking work on the whole EP, right? And I did it all on my phone for sure because I don't have a microphone, a proper mic yet or a, a laptop, but I, I am working on getting that stuff done. Mm-hmm. I do actually have a mic on the side saved up, but I, I haven't, uh, I haven't been using it yet because uh, it doesn't work with the cell phone, obviously. But anyways, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting ready though to have a nice little home studio. So it's good. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. So I just got inspired from that one song to just make the EP and I had other ideas and I had a homie hit me up that I've been longtime friends with uh, on the internet and he, he makes beats and he was able to help me get the, the songs done. And I just, yeah, I just did the best I could do on my phone. And I used BandLab to record and mix it all just because you can, you can use auto-tune on there. You can mix, you can add reverb, mm-hmm. you can add compression. You can, if you know what you're doing, you can make it sound okay. So for sure. And I actually really uh, was impressed with the sound that you were able to produce, even though you were, you know, recording it all on your phone. I think that it worked out actually super well. And I do, th- I do think it worked out well just because it's a brand new phone, right? So since it's a yeah. newer phone, it's going to have the most up-to-date microphone and up-to-date camera and all that stuff. And you can really make it work, right? Like I've seen people record on iPhones with GarageBand and make it sound really good. So you can yeah. do with you if you know what you're doing for the most part. For sure, for sure. And it, um, yeah, it sounds great. So in terms of the EP, um, it, it's looking like Why Should I Bother seems to... Um, be one of the more popular songs like how has it been jumping in a few days to getting like a bunch of listeners on spotify like over five thousand listeners and even um gaining a whole bunch new followers all that sort of stuff yeah it's crazy uh after i put out the music video i got a so my my buddy who's in the band avenue 46 he helped me with a little bit of money to put on a promotion mm-hmm. so 
Instagram, we did like a, a decent promotion. Like a, we did put, we put a little bit of money on it and it helped a lot, reach a lot of views and comments and, and, and lots of people looked at it and got tons of likes. And then the video did okay. It got like 300 views in the first couple of days and it's been doing okay. Um, but yeah, that and along with just like really social networking with tons of people on Instagram from, you know, rappers that have 10,000 followers and less to other marketers and other producers and just tons of different people, right? Just getting my, getting my name out there to people. And I think that really, really helped, especially um, just with the following on Instagram. But with the mm -hmm. Spotify jumps, I've looked on my Spotify for artists and it's just because the song got picked up by a lot of playlists, right, actually, right. Yeah. which is awesome. So uh, it's it's in a couple playlists right now, and it's got you know a couple thousand views on each other playlist, and that really really helped it. And uh, yeah, it's just in some like you know like chill like Spotify like local artist playlist kind of thing. It's nothing yeah. like major playlist, no yeah, no yeah. big big artists. But some of the songs in those playlists actually have quite a lot of views, so it's cool to be a part of that. And uh, yeah, that that's what really helped it. If if invested got picked up by one of those playlists, that would be crazy. But yeah, but I'm just lucky one of the songs did. You know, it's awesome. So yeah, well. Um, I mean, back in September, you put out the music video for Miss You, and then um, now you have the music video out for Invested, which is a super cool video. Um, in terms of the filming for, or the recording for those uh, two videos, uh, how, did, how did you put together that? Uh, I, I actually got those filmed by uh, a filmer local name. He goes by Coven Kesnar which is mm -hmm. kind of a play on words play on words if if people understand that. I'm not going to give it away but they got they got to understand it. But anyways, yeah, he goes by Coven Kesnar and he's a very awesome guy and he does very, you know, affordable uh filmmaking for 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 rappers and stuff and um he's definitely, you know, like low key and not like, you know, super known about, but I think the more he does videos and the more he works with people like me and other people in the conglomerate rap group and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. he'll definitely you know, get a bit more attention and stuff. Cause he, I think he does an okay job for sure. I'm more than happy to put up music videos with him. Right. So, yeah. Um, but I just met awesome. him through, through, through Thatcher Robinson. And, uh, and he's like the, the main, you know, uh, leader, if you will, of the cult of the Coke group. And, uh, yeah, he introduced me to COVID and just said, you know, you got to do a video with Yardy and that's how we did miss you. And then when I did the new music, he, uh, he said invested was his favorite song out of all of them. Mm -hmm. so uh, he wanted to, he wanted to do that one night I was more than honored to do it because it's it's I'm, I'm more than okay to do a video for it right so for sure and uh working with like these local rappers how, how has uh that been like working with especially since uh I guess you're sort of just still jumping into it working with um all these other guys it's it's in, it was intimidating at first but as long as you really do be yourself and you know, you really, cause you know, that's all I've been doing is I've been pretty much writing songs like I would for pop punk music, but I've been just really falling in love with hip hop and kind of this new wave of emo rap, right? This pop punk rap kind of collab you can do. You can do the, the heartfelt emotional lyrics. You can do things you mean from your heart, but put it on a fucking catchy, you know, a catchier beat or whatever you want to call it. Right. Like, or since I don't have, you know, all the equipment to put a rock band together, I could, I could right. put a beat together. You know what I mean? Right. So Right. It's just, it's convenient and it's popular and it's what is satisfying to hear, I think. Right. So. Yeah, for sure. And uh, well, 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 we have you on, um, this is definitely a little bit of a turn from what we were just talking about. But no worries. As far as Avenue 46 goes, um, are, do you guys have any things coming up soon or just with how things have been going, you're sort of just putting it on a little bit of a hold. 
Yeah, like that's basically all it is. We had a, a EP, an EP planned. We were we had singles written and ready, and we just had to start recording them. Uh, but COVID, you know, got out with uh, with the red with the red uh, what's it called co red, and yeah. uh, obviously we can't go to each other's houses and record now. And I don't have the equipment to record from home. You know, mm. guitar and vocals, and it's just all yeah, it's just inconvenient. So we're pretty much just waiting till the rules settle to visitors again, like are allowed, and then we can mm. go back and. And get that get that stuff going because yeah, I'm more than happy to get the stuff done with the band, for um, sure. But in the meantime, I'm definitely gonna you know do what I want to do and express my music with yeah. the little Yardy projects and uh, especially since you know if I can make it you know go well and take it somewhere which I want to, I really do because I do believe in myself with my music and you know it's it's hard to get out there but right that's that's all I mean I just I think it, I can make it work you know what I mean yeah awesome well. Um... The the new, I'll say this again, the new Lil Yardy stuff is super uh, cool. And I love how you are uh, really definitely taking the Lil Yardy stuff more seriously than you were last time you were on. Because I remember last time you were telling me how it was more for like the fun of things. And I'm sure it's still just for fun. But um, I, I know that you're um, working on it a lot harder now. And I think it's paying off. Yeah, and man. I love the new stuff. Well, thank you so much because I've definitely fallen in love with the project, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know what? Ever since I have, it's been doing better because I put more emotion into it, put more 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 realness into it, right? More more real shit. Like I wrote all the words. I didn't do any freestyle this time, and mm-hmm. I really cared about every beat I did. And yeah, I, I did I did everything I could to make it uh, songs I'd want to listen to. You know what I mean? Like I, that's when I put a song out. I want I want to hear something that you know I'd want to listen to. So yeah, I'm glad you you enjoy it, and I appreciate it a ton. Yeah, and uh, for Lil Yardy stuff coming up in the future. Is there anything you can tell us about that at the moment? Absolutely. There will always be new music. I will never disappoint with, with not putting out new music. And uh, I have a song I'm very, very, very fucking excited to, to even sneak peek a preview of soon. But uh, I just got to get the, the feature verses done so there's somebody else on it. And that's what I'm really excited about too. And uh, actually, I'll shout, I'll shout it out. It's going to be a song with uh, with Reese from Cultglomerate on it. And they just put out, he put out a music video the other day. It's already skyrocketed to like 500 views and it's going really well. Yeah, that's that's super cool. So uh, we got an exciting song coming out with him and I cannot wait for people to hear that one because I think it's literally going to be my best song out so far. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for chatting with me about the new music. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. Um, like I said, I'm always happy to be on and be a part of this community. It's, it's, always, it's always awesome. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much, uh, Jeremy, for uh, talking to us about your new uh, music. And uh, now we are going to hear an inter- the main interview with uh, uh, Alex and Simon from In Case We Crash. Awesome. Hey guys, so today our special guests on the podcast are Simon and Alex from In Case We Crash. How are you guys today? Hello, what's up? We're good. Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Great. Um, so firstly, a more obvious question. Um, how, how has the pandemic affected um, your guys' band? That's a good question, and... It's like what has to be recognized is that it's affected a lot of different bands in different ways because it really depends where you are in your career. Um, 
it is affecting the small ba- bands most. And I think especially like local bands are getting hit really hard with this because yeah. their, you know, stuff is like shows for us. We're somewhere in between where, you know, like we're really bummed out. We can't do shows and stuff. And it, it has like been a challenge, but at the same time, it's challenged us to be more productive online and trying to connect with more people and find new ways to present ourselves to grow what we have going on. Right. Yeah. It definitely like challenged us to be more creative with our content and kind of just learn to, to do something online that, that actually lets people connect to us better and just kind of build that fan base. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and you guys can sort of each answer this question individually, but what sort of got you guys um, personally started with playing music? Alex, I think you can go first. Uh, yeah, well, my dad would always play guitar with his friends when I was like a kid and I would sing songs. So that's kind of how I like, and he always used to listen to like rock music, you know, like seventies rock and that. So I kind of got introduced to that through him. And then I used to watch like MTV and there would be videos of like simple plan and like blink 182 of some 41. And that kind of introduced me to this kind of alternative music. And then I just started learning guitar when I was like 12 and then it kind of all went from there. Yeah. I can relate to that too. Cause I mean, we both kind of grew up in the same like uh, years. So in like the same era of music. So for me, like I got into like some like old records from my, like, my family. So like Beatles was like first for me. And then I think I also had like talking heads, Madonna, Matchbox 20, a few other, like, you know, just kind of like miscellaneous. Oh, Nelly Furtado. Anyways. So there's like that, but then once I turned like seven or something, there's some kids who live down the street who listen to like cooler music, like Sum 41, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte, all that stuff. And they burned me like a CD with like a whole bunch of like that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I think the first album that I really got was Sum 41's Chuck because it came out and I, I got it for like Christmas or something. So that was 2004. Um, that was like where I started. And from there, you know, pop punk, punk rock, all that stuff just grew on me and that's been my my main thing for (laughs) since then 15 years plus yeah and who are some of the musicians that inspire your band's sound the most it's a tough one because okay there's a couple that like definitely inspired our formation like i think leading up to this like taking back sunday um obviously like the the big names in pop punk obviously like some 41 like way too all that stuff but like Ting Back Sunday, story so far, because right when we were forming this iteration is the peak of like that era of pop punk. So story so far, real friends, knuckle puck, um, man overboard, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, as for inspiration, as of late, like we don't really try and reference any other artists when we make mu- music. We kind of know what we do now, but definitely like so those first few we were doing that's what we are pulling from essentially, but hereafter. And like, we kind of really just focus, we just do what comes naturally these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right now it's more like we kind of know what we want to sound like and it kind of just comes naturally. So we don't have to think about it. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys can, this is another one that uh, I guess it really depends. You guys might have similar answers or completely different answers. Um, we'll start with Alex. What, what are, um, what, what to you was one of the most exciting experiences that you've had 
in the band in this band honestly what i like is we always had like i actually only joined the band like last year uh but me and simon have been like friends in local scene ever since for a while i guess what i liked a lot about like in case we crash and being here is just a lot of like kind of the diy and diy aspect of the band and kind of like the closer connection to fans i definitely like like a lot of the house shows with the, with, with it like for the energy and that was all super cool yeah for sure i think you can count because we played like this one day of warp tour together for his band at the time yeah I feel like we can count that as a moment in the band because we were playing together yeah was- definitely definitely that was definitely a big moment but it was funny because it was like before i was in the bands but for sure warp tour 2018 yeah, it's an in case we crash moment. I don't know why I still feel like it is. <laughs> no, it definitely is. I feel like that's where we kind of found that like connection that ended up with me kind of joining the band. So, so yeah, like I like that too. That was one of my favorites. But then also, even before, okay, like it's been a while, but I really liked we opened for water parks and we used to not shut up about this because we were like young bands and we we're like, Oh, you know, like, you know, we, we were overhyped about it. Um, but at the time it was pretty interesting. Like it was just pretty exciting that we got to play to like a packed room for the first time. Yeah. Last time since, cause we literally have not played to a packed room since then. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just a really cool experience, but we were obviously so underprepared and I think that's, what's kind of, funny about it and that's what's like a fond memory because looking back it's like oh if we ever had that opportunity again like we would never be that unprepared or that just like you know we didn't even have an ep we didn't we have business cards to like promote our band that's how we were trying to get things like here's this website you're gonna have to go type it out on the computer and now follow us you know um so it's kind of like from that point on and just kind of looking at the progression really fun to look at yeah for sure yeah um, so correct me if I'm wrong on this, but in November you released uh, an acoustic EP um, with some of your was it was it all existing songs or was it some older songs or was it some unreleased songs as well? This one was all um, from the Soul Paint EP, so it's basically just like the entire EP done over. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So what what made you guys decide to? Um, release uh, an acoustic record. Mm. Yeah, like I'd say it's kind of in our nature. Like we've actually done like an acoustic EP before, just nobody listened to it. Um, it was from the kind of like the No Education era, which was like 2018 for us, I think. Oh, wait, but did we put it out the, in 2019? I can't remember. The acoustic in 2019, but the actual EP in 2018. Yeah, so we were just like, we w- had already done like an acoustic EP sorry i'm I'm still going through puberty apparently uh, like 24 but so yeah so like about a year ago we put out like an acoustic version of no education like some songs from no education and like another song and it didn't really do anything but i feel like people had more of an affinity for soul paint like that ep so there was more reason for us to do um like an acoustic and i think the songs were just yeah. better made like so i liked the, the version of garden acoustic i liked it better than the original and like that was weird because it was the other way around on the full one garden was like my least favorite song it's also our most popular song for some reason but mm. yeah it's odd coincidence yeah yeah of course and I, I mean i definitely think that you guys recreated or sort of 
rebased those songs really well. Um, and what is your guys's like general songwriting process if you have one? Yeah, like we've we've developed a pretty like streamlined process um, over the years, and like also for, like to re- to recognize like for the longest time it was basically just me, um, like in the early days mainly. But like as we've you know like in our more current form of the band, we definitely like I'll create like a shell of a song. Like sometimes it might not be complete in turn, like might be missing a section like a bridge or like a pre- it might need a pre-chorus, you know, stuff like that. And then it just needs work overall. But I kind of try and get a shell of a song out with like the full progression, drums and stuff. And then we like, at a time like now, like we would hop on a Skype call or a Zoom call or whatever and just try and iron stuff out together. And I need to get the feedback from like, say, Alex, because we're like, yeah. our other member, Tyler. And like at the time, and he, we would just kind of say like, what if we try this here instead? Or what if we try changing the drums here? What if we try adding a guitar part here? Um, so that's we basically like usually do instrumentals first and then I write vocals on top but sometimes I have like a vocal melody in mind and it just like it's part of the song instantly um but essentially yeah we I just build a shell we all work on it together until it's pretty much finished we record it and that's an in case we craft song mm-hmm. yeah for sure and in terms of recording what have you guys generally done with uh, that it's kind of changed each time. Like, I mean, before Alex joined the band, like I would record everything. Um, and even like the Soul Pain EP, because we did that one back, we actually recorded it at the end of 2018. So it was still just like some old, like older members, but we actually did that one in studio. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time we went in studio. Um, and we put out some singles in 2019 that it's, it's we mostly record everything ourselves. That's the reality. Um, mm-hmm. And so then the next stuff that you could, expect to hear from us is also self-recorded due to the fucking sorry i shouldn't swear but the pandemic it's i have like you know i'm built up rage against what yeah (laughs) i feel like all of us there yeah yes um and i mean how how has uh recording at home worked out for you guys it was it was interesting. Definitely the first time we've done something like that. For to to do some songs, I actually went to Simon's and just sat at his porch and just played guitar there. So like outside, so that was definitely interesting. I mean, what I liked is we kind of had like all the time we needed to kind of finish it and like get the songs to where we need to. But then there was like also some technical aspects that were also frustrating to deal with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work to to properly record an album or anything or songs or whatever. Like, you know, there's there's a reason why it, it like people who like produce albums are like you know they work really really hard and they they pay a lot of attention to details, and that's why typically like recording your own stuff doesn't usually work out because if you're usually like most artists like like you don't really have the attention to that because like you're thinking about the big picture. Yeah need somebody who's like on the ground level focusing on these tiny details of like the recording process and it's hard to do both it's really hard to do both um sometimes it can work out but most of the time it doesn't but yeah that's why you, you keep trying you know, and, and then the next time you do it you're quite a bit better yeah so yeah so when you guys um i mean do you have a goal we can't really predict when 
I guess the pandemic will sort of come to a quit, so like come to the end. But when things are decently cleared up, do you guys have a um, specific goal with the band then? Yeah, I mean, I think Alex could touch on this for sure. Yeah, like essentially, we just wanna like keep building and like grow our following, and essentially start like touring a lot more, and essentially turn us into a full time thing. Because I feel like both me and Simon, all we wanted to do is to do music, so it just makes sense, and it kind of naturally comes together at this point. Uh, plus, we write a lot of music, so. Yeah, like, we have to keep up with ourselves, honestly. Like, you know, we write a lot of music, so it's, like, we have to keep putting it out. Then, like, when this is, like, a, when it's a normal time, that also implies, like, touring constantly, right? So it's just kind of, like, the flow, and it's kind of everything's heading that way where we're full-time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I probably should have asked this question at the beginning, but how did you guys sort of come around to picking the name In Case We Crash, and what does, what does the name mean? Uh, it's a good question. Like, it doesn't really, first of all, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> it's like, it, um, the name actually is, is about 10 years old now. Um, cause I came up with it in high school. Um, and it was, I used the name for like one of the first bands that I formed in high school. Um, and it came from just like throwing ideas around first of all, with the concept of having the name of a season in the name. And cause a lot of bands are doing it at a time on like something may, may calling or, and then, something may crash in case we may crash in case we crash, and then put those first two words together. And then it's like, so that's kind of like where the band's like name and kind of like even the style of music that's where it started is actually like 10 years ago. Um, but there's like a, a bit of a gap in between. And then when I was starting another, basically just wanted to get back into that. It's like, it all made sense to just use the same name. Cause I can't, I actually suck at coming up with names. Like I've never come up with a single good band name in my life, except for that one. So just, you know, write it out. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and I mean, I've had a decent amount. I mean, not a whole lot, but I've definitely had um, a fair share of bands come on the podcast that sort of go by um, the pop punk sound. And I can tell you that there's, a lot of bands who are trying like smaller local bands who are trying to get there here in Winnipeg. Um, what made you guys decide to go for the pop punk sort of sound? Did it have, did it have to do with, uh, I guess, ideal music that you would, your go-to music or songs that you love, or does it more have to do with the fact that, that's just what came naturally when you guys started to play. I think this, like, I'll go first. I think there's, like, two two parts of it for me. First, it kind of comes naturally as the right music. I just kind of like the energy of it and everything. And second, even though I like to listen to a lot of different types of music, when it comes to playing it live, I would rather play this kind of music because it's just so fun to play, like, I don't, at the show, you know? I don't think anything like else or like the pop music or anything can compare to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that yeah. I don't really think it's a decision, to be honest. Like for me, it's, it's not really like a decision, right? Like I understand like there are a lot of types of music and I, you know, I like a lot of types of music. I like, I used to like listen to like metal core, like high school and like emo and like all, you know, just a lot of stuff. But 
even this band doesn't really feel like a decision. It feels like a necessity. Like I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do. I make this kind of music. We make this kind of music because it's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And when, yeah, like you said, the way you said that, you know, we start writing and this is just kind of what comes out and that's exactly what it is, but it's not, it's not like a conscious decision in any way. Like this is just who we are. Yeah. It's not like really a decision. I feel like all artists who are like, who get to the level who connect with their music they make would say that it's not really a decision. It's just more like learning, like listening to yourself is like what comes naturally out of the music you write. That's what it is pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I should mention this, uh, you guys are probably going to laugh at this, but honestly, how I stumbled across you guys and decided to reach out for an interview is I was, I'm, I'm always willing to experiment with my own songwriting. So I hopped on YouTube and what popped up first is like how to write a pop punk song. Like that was on your YouTube channel. So I, so I clicked on that and I followed it because I was just curious. Like I, I like look at videos like that because I guess I'm always um, learning and trying to learn how to write better music myself so i just wanted to tell you guys i thought that was kind of funny but um i don't even think we did a good enough job of actually explaining it like we're kind of just in like a what like it was fun to do the video and it's actually surprisingly it's getting a good amount of views but the funny thing is i don't even think i really explained how to write a pop punk song well enough because we were too we were just having too much fun with it and not being serious yeah, yeah you should do a part two where you write a chorus to it. <laughs> I fucking sorry, I didn't even write a song. Like, <laughs> and it was kind of funny because, like, YouTube—it was like kind of just like two months ago or something. YouTube algorithm just picked it up and like just started sending everyone who who Google's like how to write a pop punk song. Yeah, that was a fr- yeah. It's funny. <laughs> um, do you guys have a favorite song to play live, whether that's a cover or an original? It's hard to say because, like, we haven't, like, really played any of our Soul Paint EP live, but we've, like, practiced some enough, so, like, we did, like, our live streams and stuff, but, um, I don't know, I really liked to play No Education live for a while, like, which was, like, off our second EP because it starts, I wrote that song to be, like, a live song because it starts with, like, a nice cool guitar riff and, like, feedback and then it kind of breaks in and stuff, and that was fun. We didn't really get, you know, we haven't maybe, I don't think we've played it live any of our songs from Soul Pain, except for we like... We played Wildfire. Yeah, and I think we played Garden once, but we messed it up really bad, so... Because um, we were just, like, out of... It was just, like, a tough time. Like, long story, there's a lot of stuff going on at that point, but, yeah, I don't know. I think, for me, still, like, I love to play No Education, but then also... I think if we break is like one of my favorite songs to play. Yeah, for me, we haven't actually played it in front of the crowd. It has to be like City Sky, and then like Soul Paint would be the second one. Soul Paint actually did play once in like Oakville, so like yeah. that can count. Yeah, so we haven't been live. We just did, you know, haven't toured after the EP release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask a few more questions that I normally go with closer to the end. So do you guys, you guys could both either chip in on this one, or if you both have separate opinions, go ahead. Do you guys have any advice for beginner musicians or like starting out bands, all that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, I feel like Alex, you should like touch on this first. I feel like you need to, First, you shouldn't just jump into like playing shows and doing all that. You should just like practice and come up with the good music. I feel like like 
unless you have good music that people can connect to, mm-hmm. it's it like it it doesn't make much sense spending a lot of money into advertising it or anything. And then if you really spend time onto like ironing your craft and writing good songs, then it will be a lot easier to build the fan base and it will be a lot easier to take off and everything. And just like play as much as possible just practice and you have to be like i feel like for everyone starting out you have to be like bad for a little bit and then just get better through through doing it and also just being nice and making friends uh, in the scene as much as possible just talking to people learning from them and then you never know when a connection and friendship can help you down the road yeah i think my piece would be like make sure you establish your goals with everybody. Like do it concretely. Like, even like write it down on a piece of paper, like something that like, concrete, like establish your goals with everybody that you're trying to make a band with because it spares you the discussions and the arguments and the, you know, the, the crap that you have to go through trying to get everybody on the same boat. If you've at least outlined your goals right up front, like say like, Oh, well we want to be a full-time touring band or we want to get big sign to the world, whatever. Like, or we would just want to play for fun. You know, we just want to meet up, hang out at practice, drink a few beers, play shows once in a while. Right. Like just establish that before, because if you've got one or two members who are on the the first boat that are like, we want to do this like full time serious. And you got two members who are like, nah, we just want to hang out, drink some beer and play some music. There's going to be, it's, there's going to be problems, right? You're not going to get anywhere because you're only going to get as far as, as your weakest, like as your weakest links essentially. Right. So just try and get some like-minded people with you that are all in the run, like, or they're all in it, like for good. And they want to take this as far as it'll go. And like, I mean, there's like financial aspects of it too. You got to make sure that if it's, that's what you want, everybody's willing to contribute and be fair about it. Um, and nobody else, nobody's doing more than the other. They're just, yeah, that consistency among the goals and the intentions of each member that you really far in this industry honestly yeah 100 percent. like being on the same page is so important and also like one more thing i'll chip in is just like being a musician like being in a band is essentially not just being a musician and it's being an entertainer as well so it all it all comes for people being able to connect to you both like on stage and yeah for sure Awesome. So before uh, we wrap up the interview, is there anything else you guys would like to add? Where can people find social media, your music, all that sort of stuff? You should be able to find it like literally anywhere. Um, so, but you know, Spotify is a good place to start. Um, you have Apple music, maybe that's also good. And like pop punk music, if you're ready for some awesome new records to come out and, to see where this genre kind of goes then follow us follow some other bands in the scene and you won't be disappointed mm-hmm. awesome all right well thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having us awesome thank you so much uh to the guys from in case we crash for coming on make sure to go check out their music they have some pretty amazing songs i love their song garden um super fun he's got such a great voice and uh thank you guys for tuning in we've got some amazing interviews coming up next we don't have uh it's not everything's not finalized yet but i'll give you a little 
Spoiler, a little sneak peek. We have an interview coming up soon with Micah Ehrenberg, uh, who's a singer-songwriter from Matlock, Manitoba. And then we have an interview coming up with uh, Chuck Labossier from... And this isn't in a specific order. It will be sort of scattered um, from Votov and other past projects like Immortal Possession and Psychotic uh, Gardening. They're all like death metal bands. And then an interview with... Uh, the guys from Exo Merida. But more information coming soon, so stay tuned. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Talk and Rock with GMH. I'm your host, signing off. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH.